This is Troy Black. Welcome to My Prophetic Journal, in which I share the stories and details of my personal day-to-day interaction with the Holy Spirit. In the pages of this journal, you'll discover dreams, visions, prophetic utterances, miracles, and more, all connected to the voice of a real, living Savior. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, this is Troy. Welcome to journal entry number 10 of My Prophetic Journal. I'm really excited about this episode, and the main reason I'm excited about it is because I am believing that God is going to do something in your life based on what you hear today, but not really based on me or my words necessarily, but rather based on what the Holy Spirit is is going to use this episode for, what He is doing through this episode. And this is something I've seen over and over in my own life, where I'll be listening to something Um, like a sermon, or maybe I'll be in a worship service and I'll hear someone preaching or something like that, or someone sharing a testimony, and it will take that testimony or that sermon, you know, or that teaching, it'll, it'll, it'll act like a launching point for God to start something new in my life. So the word I'm going to be using today is activation, because I believe that's the word God has given me. Other people refer to this with different words, you know, and there's different words in scripture. But this is like the simplest word, I believe, uh, is activation that we could use. Like God is wanting to activate something in your life today, either while you're listening to this or within the next couple of days after you listen to this. God is wanting to do something new. And, you know, I am very aware of how limited I am uh, to make something like that happen. I can't do that. I have no ability whatsoever. I'm completely reliant upon the Lord. I'm reliant upon what he wants to do and what he's actually doing. And that's something that God has been teaching me lately is the importance of not just doing the things God is asking me to do, you know, but praying the things that God is wanting to do, you know, believing for the things that God is believing for, the things that he is looking forward to, not just the things that I'm hoping that he will do for me. And so this is what I truly truly believe is on the heart of the Lord right now is he wants to activate his saints. For ministry, he wants to activate his saints Uh, to be able to use the spiritual gifts that Jesus has already offered to us when he ascended on high. It says he ascended on high and he gave gifts to men. So I'm going to read a really cool uh, passage today in 1 Corinthians, and I'm also going to share a few visions that I've gotten specifically about this. So the first one, this is the first vision, uh, it was from August 10th of 2020, and I started to see, I'm, you know, like usual, I'm sitting there praying, I've got my eyes closed, I'm listening to the Lord, or I'm worshiping Him, and I start to see popcorn uh, popping, like very vivid images of these pieces of popcorn popping, uh, and, you know, and I'm asking the Lord, like, what does this mean? What is this popcorn that I'm seeing? He started to reveal to me that the kernel, the unpopped kernel is like an untapped spiritual gift in the life of a believer, in the spirit of a believer. And this is what he was showing me, is that it needs to be activated by heat. It needs to be activated by heat. Once active, it can help sustain. So if I pull out a bunch of popcorn kernels out of my cabinet in my kitchen and I start to try to eat them, I'm going to break my teeth, you know, and I'm not going to be filled up. I'm not going to uh, it's not going to sustain my my physical body because I can't eat that. I can't I can't digest it. I can't chew it. But once it's been popped, you know, once it's been activated, suddenly it has the ability to sustain because now you can eat it. You can your body can use it. And and while I was seeing this 
vision of this, these, this popcorn popping, I heard the Holy Spirit specifically say, activate spiritual gifts. Activate spiritual gifts. So that's what I'm believing for today, um, and I know the Lord is going to be doing. Uh, so I wanna, uh, I'm going to share another vision in a second um, that was very similar, uh, but I want to actually read a passage. This is 1 Corinthians, and starting in verse 1 of chapter 14, pursue love, yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts. This is Paul talking but especially that you may prophesy. So I am believing that God is not limiting this this word, activate spiritual gifts, to prophecy, yet I also know that I really do believe that he is wanting to activate the gift of prophecy in the lives of many believers because prophecy is so amazing in that if you have a spiritual gift that God has given you, let's say the gift of healing you know, or the gift of faith, or the gift of miracles, or something like that, if you also have prophecy, if you're also able to hear from the Holy Spirit very clearly for other people, for yourself, you know, get a word, then it's it's like you have the instruction manual with you for that other spiritual gift. So prophecy, to me, is so essential in the body of Christ, and, and it's so important for being able to know how to use the other spiritual gifts that God has given us as well. So moving on to verse two, for one who speaks in a tongue, this is this is uh, praying in tongues, does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands, because you can't, in your physical mind, you can't understand when someone's praying in tongues, what they're saying. That's what he's saying. And then moving on, but in his spirit, he speaks mysteries. So when we're praying in tongues, Paul is saying that we are praying the mysteries of God. So God is giving our spirit something to pray that our mortal body, our mind, you know, our, our flesh doesn't know. So God is speaking through us in an unknown tongue. But this is the this is what Paul is comparing it to. He's saying, but one who prophesies speaks to men for edification and exhortation and consolation. One who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church. Now I wish that you all spoke in tongues, but even more that you would prophesy. So there, if, if you're against speaking in tongues or you've ever heard someone, you know, who's against speaking in tongues or something like that, this is the verse, you know, that you can use to say, no, the Bible says, you know, Paul was saying he wished every believer would speak in tongues. The Bible says we can all speak in tongues and actually that it's good for us. Okay, and then moving on, and greater is one who prophesies than one who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets, so that the church may receive edifying. So I'm going to stop here, and I feel like what the Lord is wanting me to share is the importance of prophecy and the importance of spiritual gifts in general. Paul is saying, he's telling us to earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but he's also showing us why. He's giving us the why behind it, and he is specifically talking about prophecy here. But this applies to all spiritual gifts. He's saying, you know, if you have the gift of tongues, great. You're going to do, you're going to be able to do what the gift of tongues is supposed to do. You're edifying yourself. You're praying the perfect will of God over yourself, you know, or, or, or over something else. Sometimes you don't know exactly what you're saying, but he's saying, but if you have this other gift of prophecy, he's saying, then you actually know what God is saying through you and you can share that with someone else, or you can share it with yourself. You know, you can, you can prophesy over yourself or you can share it with the church or, or wherever you may be stationed in life. You have this ability to edify other people, to build up other people, to encourage and, and exhort other people toward 
what God is saying and doing and toward his will. So this is so amazing to me. Paul is basically making an argument for not just settling for one spiritual gift, but also receiving the other gifts that God wants to give us. And that is what I believe God wants to do, and is that he wants to activate, for some of us, it's the gift of tongues. You know, some of us, we've not received the gift of tongues, God wants to activate that in your life today. For others of us, it's the gift of prophecy. For other, for others of us, it's the gift of healings or miraculous works or any other spiritual gift that God wants to give us. So I'm going to jump down to verse 7, and it says, Yet even lifeless things, either flute or harp, in producing a sound, if they do not produce a distinction in the tones, how will it be known what is played on the flute or on the harp? He's saying He's talking about the gift, the difference between tongues and prophecy still here. But he's making a very valid point that I believe applies across the board. And he's saying, if you are playing a note, but you don't know what note you're playing, or you're only playing the same note over and over again, you know, it's there's not going to be a distinction in the tones. Like, you're not going to be moving someone with the music you're playing, right? If you're not playing a an actual tune, an actual melody. And he's saying the same thing is, is, is happening here. If we're not operating with... Uh, with prophecy is what he's specifically talking about, but I believe God is wanting this to apply to other gifts as well, then there's not going to be a distinction. And I believe that's what the Holy Spirit is saying right now is moving forward, you are going to see a greater distinction about the things that God has given you. You're going to be you're going to be more aware of the gifts he's actually given you and wants to give you. And you're going to see a greater distinction in how those gifts play out in your life and actually why he gave you those gifts. You're going to see this is why I have this or this is why God uh, put this inside of me. And so now I'm going to jump down to verse 33. And this is the last verse I'm going to read. And then I'm going to share that other vision. He says, for God is not a God of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. So this is why God is wanting to, this is one of the reasons why God is wanting to clarify some things for us today. He's wanting to clarify, this is what I'm giving you. This is this is the role that you're going to play in the body of Christ in my kingdom. He's wanting to clarify because he is the God of all peace. He doesn't want us to be confused. He doesn't want us to wonder. I think the temptation is for us to think someday, to always live in a place of someday, you know, and say someday out there, God is going to give me the gift of healing and I'm going to be able to heal people like I've always dreamed of doing, you know, or something like that. God is saying, stop limiting yourself to someday. Start believing that it is today, that God is doing what he's going to, to do today. It starts now. It doesn't start down the road. It starts right now. And I'm going to share a personal example of that in a second. Uh, But I'm going to jump to another vision. This was from August 22nd. So this was 12 days after that first vision I shared. I started to see corn again, but I started to see corn on the cob. So this is like corn that's growing up on the stalks out in a field. So what I started to see was that the corn started to shoot off of the ear, the kernels, and fly off and started to pop in the air. And the sun was shining down. So the sun was so hot in this vision that the corn started to pop, even though it was still on the stalks. And, and, you know, and it produced popcorn all over this field. And so what I heard was, I was listening and the, the Holy Spirit said, heat transforms potential into substance. This was very, very similar to the word I had gotten a couple weeks before this, that spiritual gifts are activated by heat. And so this is interesting to me. Uh, Heat transforms potential into substance. So the question is, what is heat, (laughs) right? 
and what is the substance? And I believe the substance is the impact that God wants to make in the not just your life, but the lives of others around you. You know, when we get to heaven, Paul talks about how all of the works we did in the flesh, you know, those things are going to be burned up. They're not going to survive. There's no, there's no eternal substance to them. The works we do in the spirit, those things are going to be like precious gems. The fire is going to burn all of all, you know, everything away. And those things are going to be left like precious metals and precious gems. Those things were eternal. They had eternal weight, eternal substance to them. And this is what I believe the heat is referring to. I believe the heat is the suffering that we walk through in this life. It, it's the persecution that we go through. It's the hard times. It, it, the heat is the trials that we walk through in this life. Sometimes God allows things to get hot so that we will be activated for the work of the kingdom. Um, and you see this in the New Testament. You know, the the church, they were all meeting together and they were all experiencing this wonder and this awe. But God, but Jesus had given them the Great Commission and said, go into all the world. And it wasn't until the church began to get the New Testament early church it wasn't until they began to get persecuted that suddenly they were activated to do the work that Jesus had commissioned them to do. And they had to spread out because of the persecution. And when they spread out, they began to share the gospel in many different locations. And many people began to get saved. They were doing a, a the work of the kingdom and they were creating substance that would last for eternity. Many of us have heard the tips that are meant to help us stop worrying, but some of us are still living a life plagued with worry. The truth is, God did not create you to be a worrier. You don't have to live in a constant state of anxiety. You can walk down a different path. I just released a new book titled Stop Worrying, Live in the Peace and Favor of God. In it, I share principles from God's Word that help us to win the battle against worry But I also share my personal journey of hearing from the Holy Spirit as He has helped me to practically walk out the truths I've been learning. So what are you waiting for? Come with me as we journey down a better path. Stop worrying and start living in the peace and favor of God every day. You can find links to the paperback and ebook version on TroyBlackVideos.com. So I'm going to share what happened to me, and I've shared some of this story in some of the other episodes and some of my YouTube videos, um, but but I'm going to share a specific vision I got that I, I don't think I've shared yet. I may have shared it already. Uh, if I have, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm going to share it again. Um, I don't think I have, though. This happened this year, 2020, and everybody who is alive this year knows that 2020 has been a crazy year, you know, in many different ways. There's been a lot of heat this year. You know, there's been a lot of trials this year. And God is going to turn that heat and those trials into an opportunity for activation. And that's what he wants to do right now. This is what happened to me. Right when I started to hear about the coronavirus earlier this year, it was around March, uh, late March, right when I started to realize that it was going to affect uh, not just, you know, someone far away, but it was going to affect our country, it was going to affect our city. You know, I I began to, and I had already, the Lord was already stirring my spirit before this. I was already in this place of like seeking the Lord as much as I could. But it, when that started happening, you know, the I, I said the only thing, you know, and I believe it was the Lord, it was his grace. It wasn't like, it's not like I'm more spiritual or smarter than anybody else, you know? And I think a lot of believers started to do this. But I knew the Lord was drawing me and being very gracious to me. 
But I, I knew in that moment, the only thing that's going to give me peace in this season is the presence of the Holy Spirit, you know? And so I just started to seek the Lord with all my heart every single day. And I started to listen to uh, some ministers that I had not listened to before online. One of those ministers was Brian Gurin. And if you haven't heard him, he's pretty amazing. It's just, it's the it's the presence of the Lord that follows him wherever he goes. That's amazing. You know, it's, it's the work that God is doing through him, not him necessarily. But he was talking about dreams and visions. He was sharing some dreams and visions he had had, and he was preaching about how if you want to receive dreams and visions from the Lord, you need to ask, you know? And I realized in that moment, man, I believe, you know, the Bible, there's dreams and visions all throughout the Bible. I believe that God gives people dreams and visions, but I recognized the fact that I had not asked, you know, like I was like, man, maybe I've asked once in my life, but I've not been asking for this, you know, like, and, and I knew that this was something God wanted to do in my life. You know, I had been given this gift of prophecy and dreams and visions are another way that God uses this gift of prophecy, another way that he shares with his saints, like what is happening, what's going to happen, what he's saying. And so I literally prayed one time, y'all, one time. I didn't go through you know, a 30-day fast of, of prayer about this and like seeking the Lord about this. No, I just literally said one time after listening to this sermon, God, you know, and, and I mean, I was believing that he was going to answer that prayer. There's belief involved. You know, it's not praying with unbelief is not the same as praying with belief. So if you're having a hard time believing, the best thing to do is say, God, help my unbelief, you know, go into the word, read about the gifts, the spiritual gifts that God gave his people and, and read about the, the uh, sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Go back to the Gospels. If you're having a hard time believing that God wants to give you a spiritual gift or that he would based on your performance, think about how we receive the Holy Spirit in the first place. The veil in the temple was torn, right? And the Holy Spirit came out of the Holy of Holies and went to live in the hearts of believers. Here's what's so amazing. When the veil was torn, that was a physical representation in the temple on earth of what was happening in the spiritual realm. And here's the parallel that was happening at the same time. While the veil was torn, the body of Jesus Christ was being torn for us as well. His body was being broken for us. And when we say, God, I'm not good enough for your spirit to do something, to activate something inside of me, we're basically saying, God, Jesus's death was not enough for me. It wasn't enough to cover me. And it was, y'all, it was more than enough to cover you. And so my encouragement to you is anytime you have unbelief when it comes to the, the activation of spiritual gifts, look at Jesus's body on the cross and remember it was enough. What he did for you was enough. The veil was torn so that the spirit could come out of the Holy, the Holy of Holies and into you. And so this was the vision I got. I, I got two visions right after I prayed. I said, and it wasn't the second after, but you know, this the next day, I got one that night and then one the next day uh, when I laid down. So I'm going to share the second one I got. As soon as I said, God, you know, if you want to give me dreams and visions, I'm asking for those right now. You know, two days later, I, I lay down on my bed and I close my eyes and I start to see a vision that was very clear. And it was so clear. It was as if I was seeing it with my eyes open. Like that's how clear it was, this thing was. And I start to see this fish swimming in darkness. So it was very dark. And yet in the background, in the, I'm in the distance and kind of blurry, I'm seeing a little bit of light, uh, as if I'm seeing a sky with stars and then a couple mountains, like a profile of a mountain. 
And but in front of me in the air, as if it's like swimming in the air, I'm seeing in this darkness a fish, and it looks like kind of a little creepy to be honest. It looked a little bit like a dinosaur type fish, you know, like this big old ancient fish under the very deep down under the ocean, and it had lights all over it. It looked kind of like one of those angler fish a little bit, but a little nicer than that. And it had the, these like basically ribbons on it that were lit up and, and lights down its side. And it was glowing with this very gold bright light. And it's swimming, you know, from the right side of what I can see right to the center of where I'm looking. And I, at first I thought, I'm going to open my eyes, you know, because I don't like fish. <laughs> I don't especially don't like angler fish. And the Lord said to me, don't, don't be afraid. He said, this is from me. And I was like, okay. So I keep watching. The fish turns and it starts to head in the air straight for me. It's swimming straight to me. And I'm looking at this thing and thinking, this is weird. <laughs> you know, a little bit strange. And I kind of wanted to open my eyes, to be honest. But I, I remember, no, the Lord said, don't be afraid. And this thing swims straight up to me and it opens its mouth and basically swallows me. And then the vision's gone. And so... I'm thinking, wow, that's weird. I pray about this, and the Lord starts to tell me, he said, the fish is the mouth of truth, and he said, you are going to carry my word, my light, into dark places. The fish is the mouth of truth. You're going to carry my word, my light, into dark places. And so this was very strange to me, but it was also at the same time very, very cool, you know, because I'm thinking, I've never seen something like this before, and I realized God answered my prayer about asking for visions and dreams and visions because right after this I got a dream a prophetic dream as well which was something I was not used to and y'all I had a prophet another prophetic dream last night I'm not going to share that but this is something that once it was activated in my life it's been happening on a regular basis it's it's been occurring regularly and that's something we can expect when God gives us a gift it's something that he is going to leave with us it's a gift and so I had this vision of this uh, this fish, and then a few days later, I turn on another Brian Garin sermon, and he starts to talk about something that was very confirming to me. He starts talking about a vision he had one time about a person fishing for fish, and how the fish represented evangelism. This whole vision represented evangelism, and somebody speaking truth to the world, shining light into the darkness. You know, and so I'm. He was basically sharing. A very similar word to this vision that I got and what the Lord told me the interpretation was for it. So that to me was a very clear confirmation, you know, of what God was showing me and saying to me. And after this, I started to receive vision after vision. Almost every time I started praying, you know, waiting upon the Lord, I suddenly I started getting these visions, some of them more clear than others, some of them more easier to understand than others, but but it started to be a regular occurrence. So I am done sharing with you, and what I know the Lord wants me to do right now is just to pray that you would be activated in new spiritual gifts today, something that either you, you were active in a long time ago and haven't used in a long time, or something that you know the Lord has put in your heart a desire, you know, a good godly desire he's put in your heart. Maybe it's to, it's to work miracles. Maybe it's to heal people. You know, whatever it might be, maybe it's to prophesy, maybe it is to have dreams or visions, whatever it might, maybe it's to speak in tongues, maybe it's to be able to interpret tongues, you know, whatever it might be, God is wanting to activate that in your life today. And I'm just going to pray a short prayer. And I want you to pray 
with me. I want you to ask the Lord for this thing that he's put on your heart, this gift that he's put on your heart, and I believe he's going to activate it in the name of Jesus. So Jesus, I just thank you that you are doing what is what is impossible for me to do, God. You're activating spiritual gifts right now. Holy Spirit, you're filling people right now with your presence, with your supernatural presence, but also with your power. Lord, Lord, you said that, Jesus, that we would receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come upon your people right now who are listening. Come upon uh, your, your sons and your daughters, the workers of your kingdom, Lord, whatever, whatever position you've put them in, God, whatever purpose you have them here for, Lord, I ask that you would activate the gifts that you're wanting to use in their life right now in the name of Jesus. I speak a blessing over every person listening, God, but I also speak a blessing over the work that you have laid out for them to do, the work you've prepared for them to do. In Jesus' name, thank you for for Holy Spirit for being with us. Thank you for your presence, God. Thank you that you're moving in mighty ways, Lord. Thank you that you're not done with us. Thank you that no matter what mistakes we've made, you are still willing to move based on what Jesus did for us, not based on what we have done, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, you're so wonderful. We love you so much. One more thing I believe the Lord wants me to share is that Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. If you, even if the Lord activates a spiritual gift in your life, the way that we walk those gifts out is by abiding with our Savior. It's by abiding in Christ. So I just want to finish by encouraging you to stay in that intimate place with Jesus every single day. I love y'all. And until next time, this is Troy. This is Troy Black, and you've been listening to My Prophetic Journal. If you'd like to support this ministry, find out how on TroyBlackVideos.com. You'll also find links to my YouTube videos, books, blog posts, and more. That's TroyBlackVideos.com. I hope you'll join me again for another entry of My Prophetic Journal.